0: Welcome to another episode of Audio Blobs. I'm Matt and I'm Danny. How are you doing? Um, Well, end of podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. Good. Um, So we've got a couple more things to look at this week, Uh, but uh, these are things that we're picking and stuff that we want to use. Yes. And I think it's just worth saying that you know we're happy to review or talk about anything people want us to talk about. And I think we should engage with people a little more. So if you want to get in touch with us and request some maybe some just some audio examples or something of something or yep. just our opinion on something, uh, you can do so via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or yep. you can get um get oh, an email to us at audioblobs at gmail.com. Am yes, I right? Yes, absolutely. So, so get in touch, we'll we'll do anything we're easy.
0: We are. Very, very easy. Uh, musically, obviously. Musically,
1: and, musically and easy. otherwise.
0: Cool. Um, am I going to go first? Yeah, they... go for it. Let's okay. have a look at this thing. So, um, guitars into PA. This is uh, a hateful topic for guitarists, <laughs> it, but it's sort of becoming less so. So, in the olden days, if you plugged your guitar straight into your PA... In my day. In my day. In uh, in previous years, when you plugged your guitar straight into your PA, it sounds... Fairly dreadful, and then Line Six released. Obviously, they released the pod and pocket pods and things like that, which I know some guys still take around with them. They carry like a little pocket pod just in case their uh, their amp goes down. Um, but there's lots of new things, um, and this is something that I came up against a couple of weeks ago. Was uh, I had a silent pit gig, and I wasn't allowed a speaker. I wasn't allowed an amp on the gig, so I had to go straight into the PA. So this posed a bit of an issue because at the time I didn't have anything that did it um, with the exception of a TC Nova system, which is fantastic, but still really works best with an amp. When it's
1: put through, it's great for effects.
0: It's great for effects and things like that, but it doesn't do the speaker emulation thing very well. So I needed something that was new, uh, took on a couple of bits and pieces of advice, um, and one guy swears by his... uh, New Amplify from Line 6, the FX100. So I went and bought one, um, and that's what we're going to do today. So it's a floor unit. Um, it's got 25 banks of presets, and you can change any of them. So you can have up to 100 of your own preset tones, is basically it. Okay. Um there's a b c and d buttons there's a tap tempo which also when you hold down becomes your tuner on the front you've also got um a a rocker uh foot pedal which is either volume or you can push it all the way down like an old crybaby and it engages the wah and then it becomes a wah Um, there's a master knob which allows you to do some cool features but we'll get onto that and then you've got a drive knob bass mid, treble, the effects, and then finally one for reverb. And so that's all on the pedal. You can, as I discovered, take it out of the box, do nothing with it, plug it in, and you've got, um, on bank one, you've got two overdrives, an American clean, uh, and then on the D one, you've got like an ambient delay kind of thing. So in theory... You could do everything without really touching anything. Yeah. You could just take it straight out of the box, plug it in and set your levels and, and, and go, which is brilliant. Um, so what I thought we would do is I'll run through the first four. So these are the presets. So straight out the box in... So in number one, you've got something that they're calling the Fidelity uh, Rhythm. Mm-hmm. Which sounds okay. It's a bit gnarly. It's, it's
1: a little bit kind of toppy.
0: It's a very toppy kind in of the thing. Yeah. But that's that. In uh, B, you have got like a lead thing. That sounds better. Which sounds better again? Yeah. Uh, the C is. A um, like a clean, like an American clean thing.
1: It's worth noting that you're just playing a Gibson Les Paul and going straight into it, yeah, and then straight out of it, and we're just hearing nothing but the
0: pedal yeah absolutely there's no speakers i'm not moving any air i'm just going straight in um and then on the d um selection the d foot you've got that ambient delay thing which works really well for that um that sting tune
1: Yeah, it's really nice. Sounds great. Yeah.
0: Uh, So those are the kind of the the standard presets. But what is kind of nice with this is that it runs like everything. Everything that a good man owns runs on Bluetooth. Um, (laughs) So you can Bluetooth this to uh, your iPhone or your iPad. Um, So I've got it running off on iPad here. Um, And it allows you to fine-tune and edit any sound any parameter of anything that the pedal and your guitar sounds like. Yeah. So what I thought we'd do is we'll build our we'll build a sound. So what kind of thing should we go for?
1: I like I think um I think kind of that that slightly breaking up. Okay. Tube amp sound is a really good test of amp sim stuff. Okay, cool. Because the heavy stuff you can kind of
0: the heavy stuff will always be heavy
1: yeah and the clean stuff is is you can kind of disguise a clean tone because it it, the the speaker and the the valves are less important in a clean tone so i think that kind of early kind of gritty side to a guitar tone is where i can really tell okay when something isn't doing a good job of of emulating a a a speaker and an amplifier
0: okay cool so this is my guitar sound without anything there's no there's no amp selection there's no modulation there's nothing sounds cool. horrific <laughs> so okay so if we're going to do that kind of early breakup thing if what you can do so at the minute we'll select the amp to start with so in this, you have four different kind of block types. So there's clean, there's American, there's British, and there's high gain. Okay. So they're kind of split down. So obviously, the American's going to be all the Fendery stuff and things, bits and pieces like that. The British stuff's going to be the Vox AC30s yeah. and um, and the Marshall bits and pieces. So if we go for um, early breakup, I tell you what, let's go for a matchless, something like that. So what what their equivalent of a matchless is which I think actually yeah so they have two different two different styles so there's the match the what's called their 1993 match D3 which okay. is like their like their the matchless 30 or there's the match chief which is like their chieftain so if we go for the let's go for the D30 mm-hmm. so instantly if I go or what you heard from the sound the sound now sounds like this
1: Already sounds pretty good.
0: Sounds pretty good. Um, So now on this amp setting, you've got a drive. You can change the bass, the mid, the treble, the presence, and the volume. So if I turn the drive all the way up, you can hear it starting to hiss and buzz. That sounds nice, actually. It sounds pretty good. Just a real quick interjection.
1: When you've got the amp up, The all the settings, all the physical knobs, do they just default to the amp head? So you've got, you know, you've got some tone controls and stuff on the board itself. Yeah. Are they the tone controls for the amp head or are they like an overall?
0: Because you've got overall
1: bass and, and mid and top, haven't you? You have,
0: but they control the settings on the board, the EQ settings on the board control the parameters of the amp head that you've got selected in the app. Right. So at the minute, I'm using my finger on the app to change yeah. the bass. And it completely overrides anything that's on the board. Right. Alternatively, if, you know, that's off to one side and I want to adjust something really on quickly the fly, on the fly, you have got you those use knobs the board, there to grab. which is good. Right, cool. They're not automated, though. So yeah. if you turn the bass all the way off on the app, but it's all the way up on the board, yeah. it defaults to the app. So if you want more, you have to kind of just... Kind of be aware that that's the situation yeah. in your brain. Okay, cool. Um, so if we back that drive down to about 65%. Yeah? The thing that really impressed me, more than the fact that, okay, the amp sounds are okay, is normally with digital stuff, and digital stuff, this is not an expensive pedal. Digital stuff that's cheap, if you back down the guitar it doesn't make any difference
1: it's the same tone but quieter
0: yeah this is all the way up back it down a little bit
1: yeah it's just breaking up as you start to push it isn't
0: it as you start to push up the volume on the guitar it does it reacts the same way as a an actual amp would as well
1: yeah which is what i love with it sounds good
0: um so if we are we happy with that sound yeah i think so Okay, cool. So the next thing that you've got on here is um, what we can do. Let's select. Uh, let's select a different wah. So you've got a Line Six wah. There's a Fassel wah. There's a Weeper wah. So these are obviously called their own names. Yeah. The Weeper is going to be the crybaby. So if we have a look at this,
1: I didn't even pick up on that oh, initially. Clever, the Weeper. <laughs> so. Um, uh, copyright.
0: I know. So this is without it. <laughs> And with it. Sounds about right. Sounds about right for a crybaby. I quite like a crybaby, so I'm gonna leave that where it is. Also in the in the app, you can change the order of bits and pieces. This is the kind of the standard order, so you can have so you go into the pedal and then into whatever you've got. So it goes guitar, and then you can choose a gate if you want a gate. So if you've got a really noisy setting, you can stick a gate on it, yep. which is kind of handy. Then you go into a wah. And then you can choose a stomp box. So there's a classic, distor- uh, the classic distortion, which is the one that's already kind of loaded up as a preset. So again, uh, there's your tone. And with it on, you can hear that it's now a bit noisier. Yeah. I do quite like, there's a couple of nice uh, effects in here. Um, There's a Ibanez Tube tube Screamer, which is kind of nice. So this is with the Tube Screamer on. sounds actually yeah, not sounds too one like a tube screamer. Uh, we'll turn that off for a minute. Uh, so then you go from your pedals into your amp, and then on your amp, you've got a compression setting, so you can set the amount of compression that you want. There's a, an EQ, and it allows you to change. So on this one, you've got a low shelf frequency and the amount of gain that's on each one, mid-frequency, uh, sorry, low-mid-frequency, high-mid-frequency, and then a high shelf as well. Okay. So you've got lots and lots of
1: four-band four parametric. Four-band,
0: yep. Uh, from there, you can go into a volume pedal, um, and you can change the minimum position and the maximum position. So, if you pull it all the way down, so this is all the way down, you're not going to get anything mm-hmm. at all. If you put it up a little bit,
1: uh, okay, you can so, actually change the the range. Yeah, so, so now, it doesn't have to be rocked back all the way to zero. It can yeah. be rocked back to say twenty percent.
0: Yeah. Something. So if we put it back, this is at thirty five percent, hundred percent all the way down to 35%. Right, that's cool. Which is kind of a nice little... Yeah, it's uh, quite useful on nice certain patches. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, then there's onto delays and modulation and then onto reverbs. There's a couple of nice little features in this. Um, the, the rocker pedal. Standard is a volume pedal. Push it down, it becomes a wah pedal. It can also become an expression pedal. So if I turn on the delay... You can hear the delay but at the minute you can sign different parameters and this is depending on a delay or you can change it you can assign it to parameters in a chorus or in a tremolo or anything like that so at the minute i've assigned this to the delay you can assign the rocker pedal to any parameter this is assigned to the mix and you just turn it on and then now you can control your your now mix you knob control... with your foot yeah Control the mix not with your foot,
1: and you can assign that to any parameter and you can assign effect.
0: Yeah, any parameter of any effect, which is a really nice little feature. So if you're doing lots of kind of like swells and things like that, um, perfect. Yeah, modulation, reverb, everything's there. Um, You can save all your own tones to. Obviously, you can save it onto your iPad, and then you can beam that via Bluetooth straight onto the pedal board into any of the A, B, C, or D switches of any of the 25 banks. Cool. So uh, that gig that I did a couple of weeks ago, you know, I only needed four sounds. I just set up uh, bank number two with my four different sounds, Yep. and then I didn't need to worry about
1: it. You make sure you're running on bank number two, and then you've got all four... Set sounds ready to go straight out of the box. exactly.
0: I've got another gig this weekend. That's bank number four. It's preset with all of my... It's an 80s gig, so it's preset with all my 80s sounds. Cool. Um, You can do that. They've got this other kind of nice feature where if you've got a big iTunes library and you're jamming along at home, so this is maybe more aimed at your kind of... I don't want to say this. It's amateur guitarist. You know if you're just a, you know, budding guitarist and you just want to jam along at home yeah. with some tunes or whatever. You've got this thing called match where the software listens to the piece of music that you're trying to play along to and selects I think it's 4 or 5 presets that are in the cloud somewhere that will work with okay. that song.
1: So it's it's kind of, it's figuring out the genre. Yeah. It's not as involved as the biasamp, which no. listens to the tone and tries to approximate the tone.
0: It's not it's, far off. Okay. It's not far off. I mean, if uh, I tried this earlier on, so I'd just try jamming along with the John Mayer tune and you just hit, you know, find me some John Mayer sounds. And it came up with some pretty convincing john mayer sounds and obviously pretty cool um, i've got one of these so i can upload my things to the cloud and then any of you guys that have also got one of these can search for my username and download my patches. And download your your yeah your presets um which is very handy yeah that's cool um that's a kind of a nice little feature um i love the tuner on this really weirdly particularly when you've got an ipad because the ipad then becomes the tuner Which is
1: really useful. Which is really useful. And it also completely mutes all the audio.
0: So you've got the edit mode. You've got all of your tones. You can set things for favorites as well so that you've got, you know, your stock go-to ones as well, which is kind of handy. When you're jamming along, obviously this is, it it allows you to run on headphones. So you plug your guitar into the amplifier. Headphones come straight out of the back of the amplifier. And then any music that's running off your iPad just gets beamed straight on, and then comes out Bluetooth. your headphones
1: via Bluetooth. Ah, that's useful.
0: However, they've got around the problem that you might have, which is what if your guitar is way louder than the thing that you're jamming to? Yeah. Well, you push in the main tone dial or the yeah. main volume dial, and it becomes a blend dial. Uh,
1: That's really so cool. So it
0: allows you to adjust that. So you can change the... So when it's red, it's the overall volume of everything that's coming out.
1: And you push it in, it changes to white, yeah. and then you can blend...
0: The amount, of, the amount of, uh, of
1: guitar to the amount of Bluetooth audio.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a couple of presets that I like. Um I was mucking around yesterday um and came up with one for like a So this is a bit of an issue. So that problem that I had just there of like, oh, I want that tone. Where is that? Where which bank did I put that tone? Just
1: remembering in? where you put things. Yeah. So the... it hasn't got all it has is a little uh, like digital clock-style display, which just tells you the bank number that you're yes. in. It doesn't have a little LCD screen or anything yeah. that chucks up at you the name of the preset or yeah. the name of the bank or anything yeah, like
0: that. Yeah, exactly, which would be great, but obviously that's extra cost, and this thing is 200 quid. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're wanting that much information and that much control then you're probably looking at the helix which is basically this thing's bigger brother yeah uh but what was i showing you was this um you know i was mucking around with steve Lukather's rosanna thing um trying to emulate the uh the solo tone from that but you know you can get surprisingly close (laughs) I won't That's play, good. I won't play the next bit. Um, I can, but I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can, what are you saying? I can play it. I can
1: play it, but I won't. Of course I can. I just um, choose not to.
0: Exactly. But this, you know, I made up with these because they had a whole section of, like, Bogner amps. And they had all the bits and pieces. And they had a sign chorus that you can use and things okay. like that, which is great. I love this thing. I'm super impressed. I wasn't expecting to be impressed for... 200 pounds
1: for the price point it is mighty impressive
0: yeah it really is it's really really staggering um yeah i've been really impressed with it um i've not had any issues i've only used it on a couple of gigs um there will be plenty more that i'll be using it on this on this year um you had an interesting question earlier on which was would it replace you know on a gig where i was taking gear anyway so if i'm doing a pa job and i'm taking guitars Would I just take this as a replacement for my amp? Yeah. The answer is no. Right. Um, for fly dates, for gigs where you've got a silent pit, for gigs... You've got to
1: get the tube. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, gigs where taking an amp is either completely impossible, a no-no, or just a real pain. Yeah. I have no issues using one of these because, the you know, I've only had this thing for, I don't know, two weeks at this point... Um, so I'd, I'm still working the best way around it. I'm still finding the tones that I like. I'm still working out how to make the most of it. Yeah. Give me six months and this will be easily the thing that, you know, I'd chuck in the... Well, it already is the thing that goes with me everywhere as yeah. a spare if something goes down.
1: I think it fills a really good niche in that it works really well for two types of people. And those are, as you said, because of the price point, yep. uh, the slightly more in a non-offensive way. Because I don't think amateur is an offensive word in any context. No, completely I think it's not. a great word. Um, the the kind of more amateur guys. So, you know, the guys who are kind of playing at home a lot and want lots of different tones and maybe yep. go out occasionally and do pub gigs and things like that. Yep. it's great because it's you know less than two hundred quid. And yeah. I
0: think two hundred and
1: twelve pounds. Right. It is. Okay, and it does all of that. But it also fills a gap for the guys who occasionally, like you, have to do those sets where taking an amp is just an impossibility. Yeah. And you don't want to go and dump thousands on a Helix or thousands on a Kemper. Yeah. Because actually you would much rather take an AMP if you could. So it's not going to be going yeah. to you going with you to every gig you do. Um, but it's going to go to those occasional gigs where you can't take an amp. So yeah. I think it makes it makes complete sense in that context. I would not have it in my studio as a replacement for recording real. I've, I've considered campers um, as a replacement for, for having real guitar amps making a ton of noise. Yeah. And I'm going to have a look at the bias amp because this is a solution that I'm I'm taking my time over, but it's a solution yes. that I'm going to have to buy at some point.
0: Well, also, it, the thing for me is when I had this one... It was ridiculous. When I had this one day, I was like, brilliant. This is and the excuse to go and buy a Kemper. But in honesty, you know, I wasn't being paid £2,000 to do the gig. Yeah. So I wasn't even going to break even. I wasn't even going to be close to breaking yeah. even. The Kemper thing, we will get on to. The Helix thing... We've got our friend Rory coming yeah, Rory's down. Rory's gonna come down, we'll have a look at He's that. He's using one and he swears by it. Oh, um, but this is it's kind of this is the the baby entry level stomp multi effects emulation unit, yeah. you know. Um it's, so it's, I, where, that, you know, it's
1: where Zoom pedals, those multi effects zoom pedals yes. should be in two thousand and seventeen. Yes, so, exactly. You know, it's it's great, don't get me wrong. Um
0: It is not, let's, so it comes, it does a good job of replicating what you want when you can't have what you want on a gig. Yes. However, this is just not going to replace my mango or my fender, you know, it's, or, you know, or your laney. Yeah.
1: But but if you haven't got access to a mango and a fender and a laney and all of this stuff. Yep. Then it's absolutely perfect. I think it's great, and I think the fact that you can get that for like two hundred pounds now is yeah. really impressive. Yeah, it's I think fantastic. It's really cool.
0: And hats off to Line Six as well, because let's be honest, most guitarists out there have owned a Spider. Yeah, I think you still have a Spider. I still have a Spider tucked yep. under the table in the other room. And no offense to uh, Line Six, they are not the best things. In the, they, well, have some, line they have some. They have Have some real.
1: Real stuff that's really stuck, like you said. There's still guys wandering around with pods. Yep. And I still regularly go into studios that have the rack-mounted, as it the Pod XT. Yeah, the Pod XT. Yeah. And people are still using these, and they've been around for like ten years now. Yeah.
0: Um, it's worth pointing out this is so this is the Line Six Amplify FX100. That's what its full title is. Yeah. This is for guitar only. Right. I have a feeling at the moment. doesn't the do any bass. Stuff. So the Helix, for example, it's Big Brother, does bass, does guitar, yeah. does everything. Um, this will do, this does acoustic guitar. We actually played around with some of that slightly earlier on. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm super impressed with it. Uh, I'm looking forward to using it a lot more. Um, if I, I must admit, and this is still going through the back of my mind. Um, if I ended up with a lot of pit gigs where I wasn't taking an amp, it would be upgraded to a Kemper, almost to the point at which you know the you know the person said uh, or the guy who's booking me said, "Brilliant, Matt. His fifteen sixteen dates, but there's no. It's exactly the same as it was before. There's no amps on stage. Yeah. I would be upgrading to a powered Kemper Fair without play. question. But that's because at that point, for for the tones that I actually." would really want you know but it would allow me to model my own Kemper yeah, my, your own, my own Mango yeah. and Fender you know it yeah. would allow me to do you can the thing take
1: theme. your yeah. amps to that gig then yeah. carry them around with you
0: so you know it has its limitations but for 200 quid for
1: 200 quid it's amazing actually it is it's really absolutely good absolutely trying to think of what is in that ballpark in terms of um how much it. I'm trying to think of comparable things um for well, in that price range. What, what else have you got?
0: I don't think there's anything. Yeah. Um, yes, super, super impressive. I nice. like it a
1: lot. Awesome. Cool. Great bit of kit.
0: Yeah, lovely bit of kit. Go and buy one immediately.
1: Okay, so I've been looking at uh, Punchbox.
0: I've been looking forward to this one.
1: I've been looking forward to this one as well. <laughs> it's a kick drum synthesizer. Yes. This exclusively deals with kick drums.
0: It does nothing else, does it? Is, there's no snares, no toms, well, no hats.
1: It, it runs samples as well, okay. so you can load samples into it, so I'll talk about that. But it just does, it's just designed to do kick drums. Okay. And I do very much like things that uh, are specified to doing one particular thing, because they've spent a lot of time Looking at that one particular thing, so nine times out of ten, it's going to do it very well. Uh, This is from D16, who also made the repeater, the delay plugin that that comes with Slate. So they made that as well. Um, They do a lot of synthesizers, uh, a lot of drum machines. So they've kind of got a history of doing drum synthesis and drum sampling, and they're very good at it. It's also made with uh, the guys at Sounds of Revolution and CFA Sound. I don't know how much of a hand they had in that. Uh, Sounds of Revolution do a lot of uh, sample packs and things like that, a lot of good drum sample packs. Um, And CFA CFA Sound do a lot of electronic instrument-type samplers, basically. Um, It does a lot of different things. Basically, it's presented to you like a rack, Um, and what I'll do is I'll just go through these in kind of a logical order, not necessarily the order that they're in on the screen, and we can look at each one. I won't do too many audio samples. I don't (laughs) want to just batter people with kick drums for the next 15 (laughs) minutes of their lives. Um, You start in the middle kind of logically if you were thinking about a kick drum, which is the main kick sampling section, Okay, and then you have other sections that you've got click, Top's and tools. So basically, the click is like the very, very initial transient sound. Mm-hmm. The tops are all the kind of high-end attack parts of the the kick drum. Yeah, and then tools is just a load of other junk you can throw in with it. Basically, it's kind of some <laughs> the of the tail and term. the decay, and <laughs> it's some of the character of a kick drum. Basically, all right. Okay. Um, and all of them are insanely customizable. Uh, so we'll go through those four sections. And then we'll look at the effects as well, because those four sections are the actual core kick sound. Of course, and then you've yeah. got the effects, the built-in effects that you can add on afterwards. I will say I've left their limiter switched on just because we're doing this on headphones and people listening to it. Yes. I don't want to deafen people. Uh, if we start in the middle with this main kick sampler synthesizer, you've got five settings. You've got 909, 808, 606, a simple sine wave uh, synthesizer and a sample button. Okay. So obviously the 909, 808, 606 are all pretty self-explanatory. We'll have a listen to them in a minute. The sine wave synthesizer literally does what it says on the tin. Cool. Um, And then the sampler allows you to load any sample you want into it. It it ships with a handful of different kick drum samples, but you can load anything. So you could potentially use this to do... Uh, claps and snares and things like that. Okay, All of so the processing is designed for kick drums. Yeah, but into any of the sound generating modules, you can load your own samples. And so presumably,
0: you could. You don't necessarily have to load percussion into that either.
1: No, oh no, I was playing around with it last night. I was loading kind of vocals in yeah. to the tools section. So I had a kick drum, but I had a kind of mutilated vocal sample in with the kick drum. You yeah. can do some really amazing stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll just give you a quick rundown of the kick sounds. So you've got the 909. Pretty, sounds pretty spot sounds like on a for a 909. 808. Again, sounds like an 808. 606. Uh, The sine wave, and these are all just the default settings that they pop up up with. These are all the flat things, so this is the sine wave. And then as I said, you've got a sample section. So I will load a couple of samples that they ship with it. So this one's called Broadway. Okay. Uh, And New Energy 2. These are just samples. Um, And you can go to a user section in here and you can load up all your own samples. Yeah. So what I will do is I will build a kick drum as we go. So I'm going to start with an 808 because it's a pretty standard, well-renowned kick drum sound. So then within that, you can modulate, uh, you can essentially change the parameters of what you would expect for each one. So the 808, you've got level, tone, decay, and sweep time. um, And those change depending on the core kick drum sound you're going for. So you've got more options with your 909, uh, you've got similar kind of options with the 606. The sine wave is endlessly customizable. You can change all the, the, you know, the ramp in times and the attack and, yeah. and hold and decay and everything like that. Uh, but I'm just going to keep that basic 808 sample. If We then go to the click. You can load samples into this, the same. So some of these stock ones, sparks, rezo slap. Let's go with that. And then you can modulate that. So you can tune that. You can choose uh, where it's panned. Um, all of these run in stereo. So if you've got a stereo sample, you can make it mono or you can spread yeah. the stereo image wider. And you can do, what else we've got? We've got a high cut and a low cut and a decay on all of these. So now 808 sample without the click that I've added. And then we add the click in. And you can obviously blend these to yeah. a point that you see fit. So we go to the tops. The tops is a similar deal. We can just load in...
0: Oh, wow, there's loads in that as well. Yeah,
1: there's there's a lot. I mean, I'll go through some of the presets in a minute as well. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about this, which is why I'm going (laughs) quite quickly. So I'm just going to pick a random one. This one's called Hiss. So you can hear the difference between the click and the tops there. Yeah. Um, So without the tops, this was our kick drum. With the tops added in. And then Tools... This is where it kind of gets interesting and you start adding character. So some of the samples that they give you to play with, let's have some examples. This one's called Error 404. Uh, we've got <laughs> uh, Restless, uh, Terror, The Mole. I'm going to go with the Error Error 404 because I quite liked that. So we'll load that one in. And now with that blended into our kick, we've got... It's quite quite a gnarly, horrible, aggressive kick. It Um, it certainly is that. Where it gets, and and all of those, the click, the tops and the tools have all got the same parameters on them so you can low cut them and change the decay times and things like that. So if I wanted to bring the decay down on that tool's sound, that error sample, we can just kind of have a bit less of it, we can have some of the attack, but have it disappear a bit quicker. Yeah. Where it gets really interesting is when you start moving on to the uh, effects. Because the routing possibilities on this are actually quite interesting. So each of the sound generating modules has a send knob. So at zero, it's going straight to the master output. And you can choose at what point the master output is taken from. So you can say, have the master output after your first effect... Let's say the bit crusher. So after the bit crusher, everything is mixed down and then it would go through the distortion, the filter, the equalizer, the limiter, all the other effects in the chain. Okay. Or you can have it have just the send go through the first three effects. So the bit crusher, the distortion, and then the filter, then have it mixed down and then go through the EQ and the limiter. Okay. So you can choose at which point the send. Is mixed down with the dry signal. Do you have to have those effects?
0: Yeah. Do you have to have those effects in that order? Nope. You can move
1: them around. You can literally click and drag. And what's lovely is when you click and drag them, you can see the inner workings behind. It's just got this little graphic which is really nicely made. Um, But no, you can move them around, you can have them in any order you want.
0: So actually with with whatever effects you have in it. Are there any are there assignable effects as well? So is the bit crusher only a bit crusher, or the can bit, you set it the to the bit
1: crusher? Is just a bit crusher, these are just the rack effects that they have. Okay, um, so
0: but you know, even with five effects, you've got so many oh, yeah, variations do, yeah, and yeah, yeah, options. Yeah.
1: And then obviously, you can chuck anything any effects you want after it in your door, so I can add things in Pro Tools yeah, of after course. it. Yeah, um, so for instance, if I switch on the bit crusher, what I can do is I can send just the main kick so that 808 sample to the bit crusher okay and everything else will bypass the bit crusher so you get this so without the bit crusher and with it on but it's only affecting it's only affecting the kick <laughs> it's sample. it's only affecting
0: the kick sample. it's not, it's affecting, not affecting the, the top the tools or the, the top or
1: the click or any of that stuff and you can blend those so at zero basically you get just the dry signal Going through the effects which you've chosen to be after the point of mix down, that makes sense yep it's you kind of need to read the manual yeah someone tried to explain it to me and I read the manual and suddenly it makes sense um and at one hundred percent you're sending everything through the initial effects and then going to the mix down
0: right, so what if I want the kick drum only going to the bit crusher? Yep. I want the top being completely unaffected. Yep. I want the click going through a distortion. Yep. You can do that? So you can you can adjust which parameter goes to which effect as well? Not
1: as such because, okay. because of the way the signal flow works. Yeah. So what we would be doing is essentially sending the kick to the bit crusher and then through the distortion because so, we've said the distortion has to come after the bit crusher basically. Okay,
0: so... In order to yeah okay so in in order to use the effects on various parameters or on various uh, you know whether it's your tools or your click or, or whatever you have to have them on and then no matter what else you're sending you have to is have that it, right?
1: you have to have it mixed down at some point basically if you want an effect it will be on the sends which is a global send for all the parts. Or, or they don't have I mean. individual sends. Yes. Or it has to be on the master. That's what I mean. Basically. So it's, it's
0: it's one send that goes to effects rather than individual sends for individual parts yes. that go to individual goes, effects. Yeah, that the send then goes then to mixed. effects. Yes. Right. Okay.
1: Um, but you can turn them on and off individually. You don't, you know, and you can rearrange the order. You can, it's, once you kind of get the, the how the routing works of it, it's actually quite intuitive. Okay, cool. Um, There's a couple of other really really cool features, Uh, one of which is uh, the key track which you can turn on on the main kick sample section. So if I turn our clicks and tops and tools off, and we just get up a 909 sample which sounds like this, now no matter what key I play on this MIDI keyboard that we're controlling it with, we're going to get that sound. But if you flick key track on, it will go with the the pitch that you're inputting. So you can actually use it. I was creating some really interesting bass lines when I was playing <laughs> with this. But if we go higher up the keyboard, which is kind of what you expect from 909 samples now, yeah. but it's quite interesting to have that in something that can do this much because you can create some really crazy noises.
0: Well, I also kind of like the idea that if you're going to use this and you've got your piece of music is based around A, then you just... You put your kick drum in A. You put your kick drum yeah. in A, which is like using, you know, like mixing your um, if you're miking an acoustic drum kit. You know, get the kick drum sounding good, and then use like a like a low frequency sine wave to, to pitch it, yeah, to
1: and to bulk of, out the kick drum, yeah. yeah, or or use this to be honest, yeah, to to bulk it out because this has got the sine wave in it, yeah, and then you can add all the junk and mess with it.
0: So presumably you can. A sample. You can record a kick drum or anything, pretty much. You can record record a guitar chord and load that sound as in as a sample. Yeah, and then use all of these things to further manipulate. Yeah, the sound. and to
1: manipulate it and to mess with it, and Very you can cool. use all of those sounds to bulk up your kick drum, like little tiny bits of claps and things yeah. like that to accentuate your kick drum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great.
1: Uh It has a random button. Amazing. Which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> so, and you can choose which parameters it it randomizes by clicking them on and off. So you hit the random button and it shows you what it can randomize, and then you just hit randomize. There's one sound. Randomize. There's another sound. Amazing. That's actually really good fun and it can get you a really (laughs) long way to to creatively coming up with a kick drum sound.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, And there is one final thing, which is just my favourite thing. Uh, I don't know of other kind of kick drum or drum synthesiser things that are this uh, intuitive in how they execute this. You literally have a button at the top that says export. You hit that and it generates an audio sample of the kick drum sound you've created and then that literally becomes a drag and drop. Oh, so cool. it presents you with this image here of the of the waveform and all you do is you put your mouse on the waveform and you can drag it off and it becomes a wav file that you can then drop onto your desktop, into a folder, you can drop <laughs> it into other samplers. So what you can do is you can load up uh, for instance, you know, a sample hosting instrument like a drum mm. rack type thing in Ableton. Yeah. and you can create Eight different samples in Punchbox. Drag them in in real time. Just literally lift them out of Punchbox and drag and them into your sampler, and just play all eight of them and have them there in front of you. That I really like. I you like can, that you it's... can choose the bit depth and the sample rate, and it goes up to 192 kilohertz at 32 samples. Um, and you can literally just drag it out, and I think that is really, really clever. It's really intuitive
0: very cool yeah
1: it's just very well made
0: that's a great that's a great idea particularly if you kind of you know you want the same basis but you want to change one thing you go cool i'll grab you you change it to one thing you grab it and drag it out and then you change keep the basis the same and change something else and you go cool right and yeah. now I'll drag yeah change drag that, that a
1: little bit and um just before we wrap up i thought i'd show some of the uh some of the presets that it ships with. Mm. So it's got some really good ones. So here's At The Butchers. <laughs>
0: Great nice. names for all of these Bumblebee.
1: as well. Bumblebee. Uh, Colors of Saturation. It's
0: nice. A good sounding...
1: It's a really good sounding thing. I mean... This isn't going to sound so great on phone speaker, but there's a lot of low end in this thing. Yeah, there is. Um, This one is called It's About Character, my dear. It's just nice. There's just (laughs) a lot of nice stuff in there. And the the effects sound really great. And what I love is that you can automate, obviously, all of this. So D16 really have, have done this with all their plugins where there's just a MIDI button in the corner. And you can just really quickly and easily assign things and because everything is so um is so customizable you can for instance let's say you really like this what you could do is say potentially tune it up through a chorus or something or through a build-up so let's say you had a build-up you can you can start and i've got to turn around to do this so i'm not gonna be able to talk while i'm doing it. but you can you can tune just the tools part up and keep your actual core kick sound the same so that would sound like this And you can hear the kind of top end. Yeah. The kick drum isn't changing, but you've got that kind of top end kind of shh sound yeah, is increasing in pitch, so it has this kind of building tension to it. And I just love that you can do that all within a single plugin instead of having to have the two sounds separately within your yeah. door and and pitch shift one of them slowly over time. It's You can do it all in one place. Um. So yeah, I think it's... it's I'm going to give it a lot of use, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a... Again, it does the classic thing that you and I both love, which everything is all in one place. It's fairly s- kind of simple and standard to use. You know, once you get a- your head around, once the you routing, get your head around
1: the routing and everything, it is very simple.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. What have you got on the far right-hand side? So the far well? right is the limiter. Okay, so you've I was, got the was talking limiter about well. yeah, yeah. So
1: I've just left it on. I mean, you can you can seriously crush stuff. So. Uh this is our sound. Limiter on.
0: You oh, know, really it, squashed.
1: You can really, really squash things. Brilliant. It's a decent limiter. Yeah, great. Um, the EQ sounds great. The EQ can add an ab- absurd amount of low end to a sound. It's just really nice. Yeah. It's a really well-made plug-in. Uh, everything is where you expect it to be, and it does exactly what you expect it to do. I, I wasn't kind of turning knobs and wondering why they weren't working. Yeah. No, I highly recommend checking out D16. Excellent. Um, There's a ton of great stuff on their website. Their other kind of drum uh, synths are really good. They've got, you know, like 909 and 808 copy type things on there. And they're really, really good. Um, They're really, really good at what they do. Brilliant. Uh, So that's d16.pl.
0: Uh, that's us done for this week yes so that's the d16 Punchbox um and the line 6 amplify fx 100 this time round. yep Both um, good things come and find us um on instagram at audio blobs twitter at audio blobs cast facebook forward slash audio blobs and uh drop us an email at uh, audio blobs at gmail.com. We want to know what you guys want yes. us to look at because we've got lots of things that are kind of backdated and we've got a big list of stuff that we, you know, want to look at. But this is all things that we want to look at, yes. not necessarily what you we want know us what to look
1: interests at. interests you.
0: Yeah, so if you've got, you know, a new pedal that you want, you know, us to look at or you've got some new plug-in software or, you know, you're unsure about... Um, you know, just let us know. We want to know what you guys want us to do. Awesome. Have a good one. Yep, yeah, and we'll see you then. Take care bye. See you later. Bye.